0: and welcome back to the we believe the you paranormal podcast i'm eric
1: and i'm michelle and today we have a friend of mine uh this is max say hello max hi <laughs> okay so just super quick how i met max it was like back in high school my first job that i ever had was working at auntie ann's and i made pretzels for a living <sighs> and that's where i met max and i met a fellow uh paranormal lover and I didn't feel so weird and we that's what we bonded over was ghosts and creepy stuff
2: um but other than that do you want to introduce yourself a little further yeah um basically like she said we met Annie Ann's that that was a pretty fun job actually and uh I really don't remember how it all came about I just remember one day we were at ghost hunting that's where that was at (laughs) Yeah. So the, do you do you know where that ha- so
1: okay, there's a there's this old abandoned house in uh Br- downtown Brownsville? Is it yeah. yeah, and um I don't even know what it used to be or what it was. I don't know if you know Max, but yeah, we I feel like it's probably very dangerous to go at night by ourselves, but hey, that's what we did, right? Cuz when you're teenagers, you're indestructible and nothing bad can happen. And uh had some Creepy experiences is it was, it was pretty creepy, but do you have any more details about that house? Do you know what it was or the history of it?
2: Okay, as far as I remember, on the side of the building, it said, uh, bought up furniture. I'm guessing it used to be a furniture store. Okay, uh, the interesting thing about it was it was right across from a Catholic church. Uh, do you remember that? I
1: don't know, I don't remember that.
2: Yeah, there was a I used to go there as a kid, so it was right across from a Catholic church, and here we are, a ghost haunting in this abandoned building. Uh, sadly, some girls went on an arson trip and burned the building down, so it no longer exists. But it, that, yeah, that
1: was what a lot a of fun. thing to do! Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Well, like one thing that I remember, because I, I, honestly, I don't even remember at what point like went what like the timeline of this. But I know we I went multiple times. I know one with you, um, and then another time with a, a friend of mine named Nick, and. I can't remember. I think when I went with you, the walls were still up. But the second time that I went, no, okay. So then it was flipped. So maybe, no, it couldn't have been. I don't know. I just remember that the walls were up and then like the next time that I went, they were all like destroyed. And it was just like the frame, like the wood frames and stuff like that. Like you could see from one end all the way to the other. Do you remember that?
2: Okay. It wasn't as bad when, as bad when we first went through yeah uh there was there was like acts vandalism that i remember but as far as seeing from one wall through the other end i don't
1: remember that okay
2: it was that that was upstairs upstairs was the freaky part downstairs wasn't as freaky
1: it wasn't as bad no for sure okay so i had asked you earlier um (laughs) it okay because like when we went you're like oh i have a you know recording device we're gonna get evps Uh, and i was like hell to the no i don't want (laughs) to i don't want to have any experiences so we didn't do that but when i asked you have you ever gotten some evps you're like let's save that for the podcast so what creepy experiences did you have in in this building okay
2: honestly i never did the evp on there because part of me was like really scared to catch something because of the nature or the state of the place. There was photographs from the nineteen forties everywhere. Uh I don't know if you remember this, but I went the day before you went with me and there was a mattress in the in one of the living rooms. I remember that. And yeah. then the day I went with you, I was like there was blood on that yes. mattress. Yeah. I was like, there was no blood on that mattress yesterday. And I'm not talking about like sprinkles of blood. I'm talking no. like somebody got stabbed there or something. It Jesus. it was yeah it was like a pool of blood I remember that yeah. yeah but I mean I'm I'm guessing horrible stuff happened not to mention probably some homeless people were there I wouldn't doubt it if people got killed there but uh, I did go a few times by myself and for the sole purpose of seeing because downstairs there was like the floor was littered with books
1: yeah I remember there was
2: that. a ton of books. And I, would, I went back a few times to see if some of the books were interesting. And there were, like, a bunch of, like, Indian spiritual books and just spiritual books, period. Mm. And every single time I went, I wanted to take a book back with me. But I never did because I was like, what if something is attached to this book and comes back yeah. with it?" I
0: was about okay. to say, I was like, I, I don't know if that would have been a good idea.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I
1: have a confession to make. I took What's one of the up? books. Oh, who's that? Say, I, it was a, it was of mice and men though so it wasn't like anything creepy but I, I still have it. In, well obviously not I'm in Brownsville right now but it's in my bookshelf yeah. back in Austin so I took
0: a book you can't see me right now but I'm shaking my head
1: <laughs>
0: in dis, disapproval
1: well it was okay yeah. I, okay I, another super creepy thing that happened it wasn't it was it was kind of creepy but it wasn't ghostly but I had a friend who was joining the Air Force uh, and was gonna leave his senior year kind of thing and I don't, so you said there's like a whole bunch of books right there's also like a whole bunch of mail and like newspapers and stuff thrown about and i picked up one of the envelopes because it was like a handwritten letter and oh, i remember that do you remember that yeah so i took it yeah. i took it home with me and then my friend came over to visit and i was telling him about it and he's like you see, did you see the address on this i was like no i didn't really pay attention i just took it and he's like Literally, if you change the name and you send me a letter to this address, it's going to go to the Air Force Base that I'm stationed at. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was it was pretty weird. But yeah, it was cool. Uh,
2: But yeah, that's kind of it. (laughs) It wasn't ghostly. I guess the most creepy part about it was the fact that there was like, like you said, mail, newspaper clippings, books, and, and there was literally photographs of the people who used to live there and they were all dated back to the thirties and the forties. Oh,
1: wow. And
2: it just, it, it makes you wonder did these people just like up and left and you know, like something happened and they had to move out and leave who leaves behind personal mail and, and photographs. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it just, I've always wanted, I've, I've tried researching the history of that building, but I, I, I have just dead ends everywhere.
0: It'd be it'd be cool to know, like you know, why why like you said, why is all that stuff just there? Did what did something happen and stuff like that? I mean, now unfortunately you can't because somebody decided to burn it down. But you know, yeah. so I don't know, it's kind of crazy.
2: Yeah. Hey, maybe Michelle still had that letter addressed to those people. Maybe we can get the name from there. Maybe. True. I I remember sure, it was like
1: a, a son to uh, a son to his mother. That's like the letter was written to or something like that i can't i'm I'm pretty sure that's what it was
0: so you you said that you didn't do evps there but did you do evps like in another place
2: no uh i bought the recorder for specifically for that day to go there but i ended up using it for like recording music and stuff i never took it along with me um i didn't really go like ghost haunting to different parts of bronzeville mm-hmm. because a lot of stuff would like happen inside my house yeah yeah so okay. it's like well i'm i have it have been here and my mom would always tell me she'd be like you gotta stop doing that because i think it was eric that said that you know he was afraid that something might follow him home one day oh yeah 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 so you know that pretty much like was in the back of my head like if i go to a place that's like severely haunted or whatever i don't want something following me back because i already have a bunch of stuff at
3: home
0: yeah yeah no actually what ended up happening with me is i actually started you know looking for evps and stuff like that and it was because we would i would watch that show ghost hunters at the time yeah and uh yeah and so we like the first time i ever did it was at the university and at the dorms with my with my buddy because he lived there And I mean, obviously, a lot of people said that they would see things there. And uh, we I'd walk around. We walked around the outside of the dorms because it used to be an old hotel or something that they turned into dormitory. And then um, there was this one room that a lot of people said that they heard stuff in. And that's when we recorded. Uh, And I ended up getting an EVP that I didn't even end up gearing until like, wait, like the following day, because just that first time that you're listening through, you don't really catch it. And then it said something along the lines of I did it for the money or something like that. And then, and then, uh, yeah, so I did it multiple other times as far as EVPs are concerned. And then like stuff started happening in the house. Like we had a Chihuahua at the time and I used to sleep in the living room on the sofa and the Chihuahua would just like start growling and barking downstairs or be looking into the kitchen, like standing on my chest and barking into the kitchen. And so, that's when my mom was kind of like, look, it's, it's probably because you're doing this stuff. And then, like, I think I mentioned in in a previous episode that I had read a book and um, it also mentioned about, um, you know, like you become kind of like a beacon when you start doing these things because yeah. they see that, Oh, this person's trying to communicate with us. So then I have a message that I need to get across. So let me go with that person uh, to try and, you know, communicate what I have to you know so.
1: Max though you had said that you didn't really go searching for it because it was already at your house basically. Yeah. So what experiences
2: <laughs> did you have at home? Okay when I was when I was young uh, my room was at the end of the hallway so you just walk all the way down the hallway and the door you pretty much knit up at was my room mm-hmm. and my parents had a habit of leaving the uh, the hallway light on. And every single day, everybody would be asleep and I would hear like these footsteps coming toward my door and away from my door and towards my door. And it sounded like tap dancing shoes on, on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I could, and with that was like shadows, like as somebody was coming towards my door and walking away. And that happened almost regularly every night. And I would tell my mom, I was like, mom, there's something here. There's something here. She brought in pastors and stuff because she's, she's a Christian woman. So, you know. She wanted to have all that, you know, out of the house. And so they would come be like, there's nothing here. Like, we don't feel anything here, nothing. So, of course, I would pray over the house and walk and leave. And again, I would hear the same thing. And the freaky part about this is that years later, this probably when I was like in elementary, middle school. And years later, just recently, my sister told me that she would see because she would sleep in the living room a lot of the time, so she would tell me that she would see a black cat walking up and down the, the hallway. Mm-hmm. Mind you, at this time we didn't have any pets, much less a black cat because my mom was superstitious about black cats and Uh-oh. you know how people say they're bad luck or whatever. So I was like, why are you just telling me this now when I've told the story many times? I never found out what it was. um it it stopped. After high school, that's when I started, I, that's when I actually kind of started reading like a satanic Bible. That probably didn't help either. Mm. <laughs> I would say probably not. Yeah. <laughs> we would hear a bunch of noise in the garage. We got a puppy and we would leave him in the garage and he would constantly whine and whine and whine and he, he looked like he was legit scared. So I told my mom, I was like, there's something that Garage mom, because that does not want to be in there. Mm.
1: Yeah, I I for sure believe that that animals or pets can see things that we don't.
0: Yeah, also like a priest and stuff going in there and telling you that they didn't feel anything. I wouldn't necessarily I mean, just because they're priests, I wouldn't automatically assume that they can feel things or in tune with that, you know, that. Yeah, I don't know. So if they feel anything, it doesn't necessarily mean that there wasn't anything in there, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah uh one thing that my sister did bring up is uh before i moved here to bastrop um i was living with her in san antonio and she was living at this apartment and then all of a sudden i move in i'm like hey i'm 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 seeing this guy in the corner of my bedroom i'm hearing this noise she goes you know what i think before you came in we had we heard nothing we saw nothing and all of a sudden you're having all these experiences she's like i think you're the one that's haunted oh no (laughs) yeah so that would make sense if my mom would bring in these people to pray over the house. Like there's nothing. And I wasn't ever there. I was impressed. And so that, that, that would make sense as to why they couldn't feel anything, I guess. Yeah.
1: I I definitely think that places can be haunted, but people can be, have attachments. I was going to say, I wouldn't say haunted, but yeah, for sure have, have attachments. And that's like the thing about attachments is like, you could just be walking by, a place where like someone passed away and they're like hey you yeah and then just like sticks to you and then you're screwed <laughs> like, it's yeah
2: a, I totally believe yeah, that sure. yeah.
1: did you have any other experiences in your house or anywhere else I guess uh
2: okay this this is by far the scariest experience I've had and it was actually I did mention to you that I went to prison for a little while mm-hmm uh, and that those places back in Gatesville, Texas, they were built like in the '30s, and a little history on them. There was a lot of uh, it, it, they used to be uh, prisons or homes for boys who were neglected, abused. They're taken away by the state, and there was a lot of uh, abuse towards these boys, both physically, emotionally, and sexually. Mm-hmm. So these. the the halls of these prisons are like literally littered with just just pain and just bad stuff yeah and I remember one time I was in a solitary cell because they were going to transfer me to another unit and so I was inside the cell and I was sleeping on the top bunk and we had these the doors were literally uh just uh they were made of metal and they were like um I can't think of the word, but I'm pretty, sure I've seen prison doors. So that's, that's how they look. Well, like at four in the morning, they bring in this girl and she's literally screaming her head off. She's like, her screams sound demonic. Like I woke up and I was like, what is that? She's screaming and she's just laughing and they take her by and they put her in a cell. And I hear the guards say that she has to be a suicide watch and all I hear is the guard telling her to stop jumping off the top bunk and I hear like this demonic laugh this demonic scream and I'm like what is going on with this girl and the, the guard is like stop turning off the lights I need you to have the lights turned on stop jumping and this and that and it sounds like she's getting hurt well I finally end up drifting off to sleep for like a little while and I'm not sure if this was like me being awake or like in that middle state between being awake or asleep. But for sure, for sure, she passed by my cell as they were taking her out. And uh, I get up from my bunk and I see her and she kind of like stops in front of my cell and she has her arms in the back because she's handcuffed and there's two guards beside her. And she looks into my cell and she starts laughing like this demonic laugh. And she's got like these sharp teeth and her face just contorted into like this demonic face Oh man! and she just laughs at me and all of a sudden she just turns away and it turns back to her regular face and she just like walks away and i know for a fact that she did pass by they took her out but as far as seeing that i'm not sure if that was like me being like in the middle stages of between sleep and awake or if that really truly happened like that contortion of her face
1: Maybe it was, like, um, because you were in that, like, between being awake and asleep, you saw, like, her true face. True self. Yeah, her true face, her true self, and got Perhaps. a glimpse of it. Ugh, I can't. Perhaps.
2: I don't know. No. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that was that the creepiest thing. Yeah. <laughs> I come to later on, I came to find out that uh one of the girls that was in that solitary confinement with me, she was talking about this girl and how she was locked up with her and how she uh, was offered psych meds. And she tried to commit suicide a few times. Mm. And uh that would explain like the demonic laughter and stuff. And it was in a way, it was kind of sad to hear. Yeah. You know, but it's just like that was just the creepiest thing that's ever happened to me just just seeing that
0: yeah i mean now that you mentioned the whole <clears throat> the prison thing like i i wonder if that's where you may have gotten you know attachments or something like that because i'm i'm sure there's been plenty of people that have been you know killed there like you said the, the you know the yeah. it was a it's so where they had young boys before and who knows what happened to them there if you know some boys were murdered or if they you know also committed suicide because i'm sure they 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 were they had gone through a lot of pain as far as like you know if they were troubled boys you just the abuse that they may have suffered and stuff just it's i mean it's very highly likely that something could have attached to you i feel there in one of those places it's
1: just like a vortex of negativity and pain and
2: sorrow (laughs) This is true, though, Um, not far from not far from the prison, there's this pig farm uh, that I mean, those are the pigs that they kill to to feed the prisoners. And there's uh, a small little cemetery with unmarked graves. All that's all it has is dates from when they were born to when they were died. And it's really sad to see because a lot of dates are like 10 years old, 15 years old. And these are little boys little boys yeah. that have died in in there and i mean they don't have names they just have dates yeah they lost to time that's sad
0: i know you said you had like experiences at your at, at your house when you were growing up and then your sister's house anywhere like besides this place is it, is it do you feel like it's something that's always following you around like do you have experiences almost everywhere that you go or and then people tell you no, like there's nothing ever like that happens here, type of thing. You know what I mean?
2: Uh yeah, actually I have one. I was in San Antonio working at seven eleven and I used to do the graveyard shift. Mm. And I mean, they would be like, This place is haunted because the bathroom door closes by itself or this and that. But I mean, all that stuff is explainable. Like you open the door, you know, the pressure of the wind can close the bathroom door, whatever, you know?
3: Mm.
2: Uh <laughs> And I was in the back and it was like probably two, three in the morning. And I was on the ladder putting some uh, cups away in the pop racks. And uh, do you guys know what an MSDS book is?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have those there at the nursing home hospital, stuff like that.
2: Okay. So most of the MSDS. I was just
0: going to explain. It's basically a book that has like, for like different chemicals that you may be using and stuff like that. Like, what to do in case of an emergency, like with each chemical that you may have in in your like, in the facility that you use. I was just, just in case you guys didn't know.
1: I didn't. So I just nodded my head like I knew what it was, but thanks for explaining. (laughs) I don't want to sound stupid, but
2: yeah, that's, that's basically what it is. So uh, we had an MSDS book and uh, Eric, you know, that these MSDS books are like attached to the wall and, the, the they look kind of like cages that are holding them well mine had like a you like slipped it inside of it so the only way somebody can get that out is if like somebody like pushed it up with force and got it themselves well mm-hmm. I was putting these things away and that MSD book was behind me and all of a sudden I hear splat on the floor and I turn around and that book is literally like it's up with the letterings up if somebody were to grab it and push it up It would have fallen face down with the letters down on the floor Mm
3: -hmm. so
2: I turned around and that MSD book was literally on the ground with the face like the lettering facing up and so I was like what the hell so I grab it and I put it back in there and I tried to like you know like try to see how it could have fallen out or something so I waited for my manager to get there at six o'clock and and then I asked her I was like hey uh those cameras in the back can you can you rewind them to see how that book failed because I think we have something on video and she like laughed and she's like um those cameras don't actually work oh no and I was like what are you serious
3: oh man I was
2: like we could have put this online yeah gone viral we could have seen how this book could have yeah something you know because literally like i was just it was just me and and i mean like eric would know how hard it would be to just like slip those off
3: Mm just like nothing
1: so do you think that it's you or do you think that it's just like the places you happen to go i actually um well
3: or
0: that you're sensitive to them
2: yeah that's what i was that's what i was about to go because i like i told you a little bit earlier um michelle like my family my mom has told me things about my family you know it, it has to do with like witchcraft and curses and things like that and uh and ever since i was small and my sister too we've been like fascinated by the occult i mean i had the satanic bible at one point i was uh dabbling and witchcraft and stuff but it just it just didn't work for me I actually believe that um I, I may be like sensitive to them to some point not to the point where I can see them because I've never actually seen something except for like shadows
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh but I do believe like that at some point they follow me or Perhaps they show themselves more to me in in some way or form because I I can, I'm more sensitive or I'm more like open to the idea because I enter a building and I can already kind of feel this is a bad building and this is not a bad building. So maybe it has to do with that.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I, so like for me personally, like when I walk into antique shops, especially it's just like, getting hit by a bus so it's just like what is this like why do I feel like just off or weird or whatever but I mean I think I can relate to what you're saying as far as like I I don't really see anything per se um but it's mostly like feeling stuff like feeling like like if, if you're I don't know watching or on your computer and then like you know when someone comes up behind you because like you just feel that like presence in the room or if someone's like staring at you like that feeling but you know there's nobody there and i know that a lot of the time people who and, and well just in general yes shadow shadow people can be bad things but uh i've also been told that if you see shadows only it's like one of two things like you haven't developed your psychic abilities i guess enough to be able to see them or the entity hasn't been able to isn't like strong enough not strong enough in like an evil way but it doesn't like can't gather energy yeah it doesn't have enough energy to like fully form into like a human that's why sometimes you only see them from like you know the waist up or you only see the legs because they can't they don't have enough energy to like fully form and make a human figure
0: yeah and And, see for me like what michelle was saying uh like i can sometimes feel like the energy of a place but a lot of the experiences that I've had have always been more of seeing things. And like she said about seeing shadow figures, it's not necessarily mean it's a bad thing because I've yeah. seen the like the grandparent of the mother of one of my patients. And I mean, I don't think she was a bad person. And when I described that to the the mother, you know, she told me, oh, yeah, that's my grandmother. But I also I saw her like her form and stuff like that. But it was like darker, like a shadowy figure rather than like a full on person.
2: Uh- like I'm a delivery driver now and Bastrop has a lot of like back roads country yeah. roads and a lot of forested roads and these Ugh. roads don't have any lights <laughs> so I actually live in the middle of nowhere uh and the only lights you see are your headlights and there's like forests like on on each side of you and uh throughout the night um I'm not sure if it's my mind playing tricks on me, but what I've learned from experience, it's most of the time it's not. <sighs> I see little just shadows, just, you know, like black shadows just like dart across. Dart across, the, yeah. It, and, and, it's not, it, and it's not like any animal because I've had animals dart across, like little bitty rats dart across in front of me and you can actually see them. I've seen dogs jump and frogs are pretty tiny and I can see them cross the road. And these are just dark shadows just crossing or like they jump up from like the middle of the street and dart either to the left, or to the right and stuff. And I just like, look back and be like, did I just see that? Did I just actually just see something cross by? I want to say it's just mind playing tricks on me, but um, it's probably not. I was
1: going to say, but it's also more fun to believe
2: that uh, it's probably not that. <laughs>
0: yeah. I yeah. think that's definitely one of my, yeah. my like most like feared things is like going down a country road or like just where there's just woods on either side at night and then just like seeing somebody standing there in the woods or something i think that would like just freak i just probably hit the gas a little harder to get <laughs> out of there as fast as i can
1: oh what you're gonna say to like hit them because you know it's a ghost and just it's really... oh no
0: no <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. that's what
1: i would have done i don't know i'm
0: <laughs> just saying no i mean if they're in the woods i don't want to crash my car either you know i mean that's true
2: I i've actually say. i've actually thought about that because uh I've listened to a lot of creepy pastas about woods and stuff and you know there's always that one creepy pasta where they see this like ragged looking man on the side of the road and then he just disappears. Yeah. Yeah. So every time I'm driving by, I'm expecting to see a ragged man on the side of the road at some point. You're going to awesome. like
1: you're going to create a tulpa and it's just going to magically appear because that's all you are like yeah. focused on and you're going to create it and then you'll see it. Uh, no.
2: I I I love. I mean, if you expect it, like it won't scare you.
1: That's what I tell myself, but I feel like I'd probably freak out anyway. I feel like I should be more afraid of like a guy standing there with a a knife trying to murder me, but I think a ghost would be more scary (laughs) scarier to me than
2: some murderer trying to kill me. That would be kind of scary. Now that you think about it, I'll be thinking about that on deliveries
3: oh man <laughs> i was gonna say
2: we're, we're like imagining all
1: these scenarios for you and you're the one that lives out in the middle of the woods and has to do back road delivery so sorry <laughs>
2: <laughs> when, when we're done with this michelle i'm going to send you a picture of how dark it is and and it's going to be with my brights on too so you can kinda take a guess of what i have to go through every night
3: oh man do you
0: yeah. mind if we like use that for the like when we post up the, the video you know? No, no.
2: You guys can go ahead and 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 use that. I don't mind that cool. at all. Nice. Yeah.
1: Hopefully a ghost shows up in that picture. That'd be great. Or a little shadow figure. Maybe. I wonder too if like okay, me just being me, I'm not gonna bring aliens into it. I swear. But um, I mean, there's all like you know people believe in like fairies and gnomes and like there's also other little creatures. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Um you know depending on what you believe like exists in these wooded areas so i wonder if it's not necessarily like a ghost but maybe it's some sort of
2: other creature you know that uh, there are legends hey i'm open to that i'm really excited that i get to be a part of this with you all so yeah no, we appreciate you being on
0: no for sure we yeah. we get everybody who comes on and, and and especially people who are willing to you know talk to us about their 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 lives and and be so personal and you know it it really I feel helps get a background to the stories and and you know it helps people be more comfortable with wanting to come on here and share their experiences especially because I I know we try and not be judgmental and just be with keep be here with an open mind and and again we appreciate you coming on here and just being so open with us
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. I I'm a person who if it happens to me and I share it with you and you just tell me it's a bunch of baloney, I really don't care because I know what I saw and I know yep. what I experienced. So like, I, I'm open. I'm open to that if you ask me, do you believe in ghosts? And this, yeah, I do. Yeah, I know. Shame yeah. In that. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so. awesome. Man.
1: All right, brother. What'd you think?
0: Yeah, uh I definitely think Max is either sensitive or has a lot of attachments because yeah, <laughs> those are those are a lot of experiences. And I also definitely think that uh that Max's time in the like in prison definitely has something to do with it. I mean with his most recent attachments and stuff and what uh, Max has been experiencing lately.
1: Yeah, I I know um they didn't really get into details as far as the family curses and things like that family history. Um, I kind of got a little taste of it earlier when like we were kind of communicating about, uh, about the show and recording and whatnot. So I'd be super interested to hear more about that. And I know we'll have Max back on in another episode and hopefully we can get a little bit more into that.
0: I'd like to hear more about the prison stuff too, because I just feel like there's a there has to be a lot there because, like I mentioned in the episode, you know, there's just so much pain and, and energy that gets left behind that, you know, people have to experience a lot of things in prison. Yeah, I definitely want to look into those uh, those uh, places that he was talking about just to see the the history behind him, too. And, you know, maybe we can even talk about that at some point as well.
1: Yeah, I I I really want to look into the house, the the that abandoned house in Brownsville. Yeah, I uh, hope that I can find something there. And and one other thing that I didn't mention, other than the letter that I found, was you know I had said that I went with my friend Nick, and there is letters, newspapers, books like all thrown on the floor. Mm -hmm. He picked up a random newspaper and. It was an article about his uncle, like his uncle was in the newspaper that he the random newspaper thrown on the floor that he picked up. His uncle was was in uh, in the newspaper. And it's like, what, what are the odds that he would find that that I would find a letter, you know, written to to a mother from like an Air Force base that my friend was going to. And I don't know. It was just a lot of like weird stuff.
0: Wow, that's crazy.
1: So, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us at
0: We Believe Do You Podcast on Instagram. On Twitter, we're WBDY Podcast. And on Facebook, you can find us either with We Believe Do You with a question mark at the end or at We Believe Do You Podcast. Uh, We also have a YouTube channel that you guys can go look at if you want to hear our stuff on there. And that's also We Believe Do You with a question mark. Uh, we're also on Spotify, Apple, uh, on iTunes, and pretty much anywhere you can find your podcasts.
1: And guys, if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, that would be super awesome. We just had our very first five-star review, and I'd love to read it to you guys. This exciting new podcast with so many possibilities. Eric and Michelle make the perfect co-host. This podcast opens up every possibility with the unknown. Their, their intro episodes give us a clear sense of who they are and what they believe and what this podcast will bring. Anyone's stories are valid and their invitation to share makes this podcast something to look forward to. Would def recommend. Things are about to get real.
0: And for you guys who aren't hip to the culture, deaf means definitely.
1: So leave us a five-star review. Uh, it helps us move up in the charts and helps other people find us. And hopefully they can share their stories with us as well. And we would love to read y'all's five-star reviews on the next episode.
0: We want to hear your guys' stories because we believe. Do
1: you? Do you?